This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Glad to talk to you after an interesting sports weekend. Gordon and I will tackle it, and we're going in a different direction. We'll explain next. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Yeah, that's the number of joints on this Monday night edition of ESPN New York tonight. Or you can also hit us up on Twitter at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM, and of course at Gordon Damer. Along with Big Daddy Ty and Brian the Brain, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. Larry, how we feeling? I am so excited, Gordon. Really? Because, yes. Because, okay. because I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm guarded. All right. I'm excited because more and more people keep talking about Buck Showalter as manager of the Mets. More and more. So I'm yeah. excited about that. But I'm concerned. Because the more people talk, that makes me think it won't happen. Well, I would say at this point, it would be a pretty big upset if it didn't happen, right? You, you started with six, and it, it seemed like he was the, by far the, the favorite there. And then you cut it down to reportedly three. And he still seemed, I think, if anything, he's only grown as the favorite. So I, I get what you're saying, right? You never want to think it's a layup. Like tonight, you know, the, uh, the, the Cardinals line was, I think it was two and a half, and then they announced mm-hmm. all the things about the Rams players that were sitting out, and all of a sudden the line jumped up to four. Everybody, oh, you got to be on the Cardinals tonight. You got to be on the Cardinals tonight. I said, you know what? It looks too good to be true, and at least so far it looks like it is too good to be true. Yep. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, so you, you're a little guarded. You know, I'm a little guarded about that because – and this is what the interesting thing for me is, that if he is able to become the manager – I think he gives you that mixture that we talk about, Gordon. Yeah, Absolutely. we know that he wants the, the analytics. He's not going to turn it down. I get that. But that's been my big issue. I don't. I, I respect the analytics. It's not like it's new. Managers have had little black books in baseball for over a, a decade, over hundreds of years, over a century they've had it. But he's also a guy that he's going to look at his eyes, too. He's not going to just blindly go by this numerical equation that – that the folks up in the front office are going to have. They're not going to tell him who to put in this lineup, Gordon. They're just not. Well, that's, uh, you know, Michael Kay the other day, I think it might have been last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago now. I'm not sure. He was talking about Buck, and he said, you know, look, th- this guy is an information savant. He, mm. he is looking for numbers and, and any anything that could give him an edge. Now, he's not going to let – these are Michael words. He's not going to let some kid in the front office who graduated from MIT make out the lineup. That's not going to happen, and I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think anybody can debate whether or not analytics work. They obviously do, but mm-hmm. there's sometimes it's being you're, – you're a slave to it sometimes, and it, even when it doesn't make sense, thinking that there are – you know, you can almost draw up the game in terms of relief pitchers. Well, in the seventh inning, we're going to use this game. Even before the game is played, that doesn't make any sense. So I think that, yeah, Buck, I think, would be a guy who not only has the experience but also strikes that balance. No question about it. And that's what I'm looking for, Gordon, and the manager. And I think he's also a guy who would get that clubhouse in order. And that's another thing that this team needs. I mean, you can <laughs> – I mean, we, we talk about, we love, as Met fans, we love the 86 team because they were able to win a championship. But we also feel short change because that team should have won more than just one championship. I mean, Kay talks about it all the time, and he's absolutely right. And that's because Davey Johnson let them run the clubhouse. Listen, Buck Showalter does not let anybody run that clubhouse but Buck Showalter. Yeah, I, look, I do think that there's the possibility of Buck's personality. You hear that, you know, he kind of grinds on people, and after a while it kind of it, it wears thin, but... 
you take a look at the team that the Mets are putting together, it's kind of a veteran team. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. kind of a win-now team. So you'd want a win-now manager, a, a manager that may not have won a World Series, but who has won a, a bunch of games and has been manager of the year and has turned around situations. So it seems like a perfect fit. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't happen, but let's wait until it's it the does Mets. before. Yeah, that's – of course. <laughs> it's the Mets, Gordon. They, it could happen. I, I, you know, I could – Friday. Joe Spano is your Met manager. Why yeah. the show, Walter? What, what, what are you doing? Why, why, I, thought the, I thought the owner wanted show, Walter. Why, I, I, I can't well, even, can be yelling now. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the GM, I know it's a collaborative process, but the fact that the GM has such a relationship with him, it seems like, I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion. Now, the only thing I would say is, why do you, if it's a foregone conclusion, like everybody's making it out, why do we need another week of, of waiting exactly. to, to get it done, right? That means it's not a foregone conclusion. Gordon. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's not. It isn't. I tried. I really did. Speaking of foregone conclusions. <laughs> I tried. I guess we got to go, huh? I guess yeah. we got to do it, right? Yeah. Gordon, I said it last night. Um, right now, if I'm the New York Jets, I am starting to look seriously at a veteran quarterback to bring to camp to pressure Zach Wilson to start. He does not deserve to be the starting quarterback next year. He deserves to have to fight for that job. And if he doesn't earn it, he deserves to sit. He is not ready. He is. He was brutal yesterday, and it was all in his head. I said it last night. Everybody's talking about take it off. The, take some of the – don't throw it so hard short. Don't throw it so hard short. Now he's short hopping it. Okay, he's just thinking and thinking and thinking so much. And look, did the receivers help him out? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. But some of those passes were behind. And you know, I'm from the old school. If, you, if the receiver gets his hands on, he should try to find a way to bring it in. Listen, I, I see all the great ones. I look at all the other games other than Jets and Giants, and I see a lot of talented players, a lot of talented receivers making plays, and these guys don't do it. So part of that is on the receiver, but part of that is on him. He was absolutely hideous yesterday. He was hideous. He was so bad that even going into the game with the lack of weapons that you have and, and, and didn't have you know, yesterday because of all the, you know, the Elijah Moore news that comes on Saturday, even given those lack of weapons, his play was so bad that you can't even blame it on the lack. You know what I mean? Like you can't even blame it on the lack of weapons. That's how bad. You know, when you're, when you're throwing a pass and it's almost like it's a bounce pass, it's a bounce pass. I mean, if he were if he were on the Knicks, that would be a fantastic bounce pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's bad. Uh, I, I mean, we all. I think more people are starting to realize it now. I mean, if you're not w- realizing it now, um, I, I don't know what you're looking at. The kid is not ready to be an NFL quarterback, and I get he's in a bad situation because the team's not very good. He's part of the reason why they're not very good. He is. And so they just there's no way that he comes to camp and he's the only quarterback that has the opportunity to start for this team. He hasn't deserved it. And even if he even if he's lights out the rest of the season, I don't trust him because look what he did last week and look what he did yesterday. So I don't trust him. He's they really have to bring in a solid quarterback with the idea that he may have to sit another year. And if that's what it will take to make him the better quarterback than he needs to be, then that's what you do. You can no longer just give away seasons 
trying to figure out who your who your quarterback is when you have seen nothing consistent to tell you that this is the guy that 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 deserves to only have unfeathered no no nobody challenging him to be the starting quarterback next year he doesn't deserve it and there's no way he should have it yeah i mean this year um and look again, you know, coming into the year, we didn't have really any expectations in terms of wins and losses, in terms of what the production had to look like. But you know, we're getting to week fourteen, week fifteen, week sixteen, and does it look any different than it did week one, week two, week three? And and you know what the problem is? For me, it's kind of hard to take anything that the Jets take say seriously when it comes to the quarterback because each step of the way. They've told you, oh, no, you know, in practice, it's starting to – he's realizing now that he's got to play boring. He's, he's, it, 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 the game is slowing down for him. What are you talking about? Like, I feel like every Sunday, I, or, or even during the week, listening to different things and then watching the games on Sunday, I just stay, I just stay at the television by myself in the basement. My wife's standing upstairs saying, oh, she's talking to the TV again. What are you talking about? What is anybody talking about? Be it Joe Judge, be it the Jets, be it the, 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 the head coach, Robert Sala. What are you talking about? Because the game has not slowed down for Zach Wilson at any point, and he looks as lost now as he has at any point this year. And that also begs to look at the position coaching on this team. Quarterback coach, defensive line coach, linebacker coach, on both sides of the ball, the the position coaches have not done a good job because you see this team make the same mistakes over and over and over again. They are not competitive at this point. And you, I'm warning you right now, don't even fix your lips as to talk about a guarantee for this Sunday. Don't even, and I know you've got guys on COVID. I know I got that. Yep. Don't even well, try that, it. That's later don't in the even, week, Larry. We'll, we'll, don't, uh, e- don't even. I'm, we'll I'm we'll run the we'll don't run the numbers. Don't we'll run it through the algorithm. Uh, you know what? I, I thought Connor Hughes uh, writes about the Jets for the Athletic. Um, yes, and I thought he had a very good article today. He's a good you writer. Know? Yeah, he is, uh, and he got an interesting take. You know, you you, you take a look at the Jets right now. Mm-hmm. And I think his headline was the Jets do not have enough players to win in the NFL, and until they get those players. They're not going to win. Uh, it's just as simple as that. Um, from 2010 to 2019, the Jets drafted 67 guys. 67. Mm-hmm. Four made a second contract. Four out of 67. From 2015 to 2018, they drafted 28 players. Three are still on the team. It's horri- I mean, it's so bad. And, and you know what? And that's obviously McCagnan. That's Idzik. Mm-hmm. It's not Joe Douglas. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Joe Douglas has now been here for three years, and it's not any better. Nope. There's nothing that you would point to and say, you know what? It's basically the same. Yeah. They went four and they went, I think they went four and 12 in the last year under McCagnan before Joe Douglas took over. Are, are they going to win four games this year? I don't see it. Maybe Jacksonville. Maybe. Maybe this week. You know, I mean, you don't know. Uh, anything can happen on Sundays. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 that's the the crux of the issue. They just do not have enough talented players. And anyone who would look at this season for the quarterback and come away saying, "Yeah, you know what? It's just a routine, regular, typical rookie season for a guy." I, I don't I don't see how you can think that there is not at least some legitimate reasons for being concerned. He looks so overwhelmed even now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's scary. It is. It really is.
It really is. It, it's sad. It's sad. And then there's the Giants. Oh, my God. And <laughs> listen, he takes credit, doesn't he? It's on him. Didn't he say that yesterday, Gordon? It's on him. But he sees things changing. He's, it's on the right track going forward. I see little things in practice that let me know that the foundation is ready. Okay. Sure. A perfect example of what right. the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And I get that it's I get that head coaches are always going to play that role. I get that they're not going to trash their guys in the media. I get that. I understand it. But can you be can you be a little more honest? I'm not asking you to trash your players. You have to give me more than we got to work on some things and we have to go back and look at the film and correct them. That's been the story all season. You haven't corrected them because they're still doing them. Yeah, I mean, this is a conversation we've been having for a while, and um, I think that we're going to continue to have it because it seems like he is he is safe and that he will be back next mm. year as the head coach and Joe Judge. But I would just simply ask, based on what? Ba- based yep. on what? I mean, there's another example yesterday of a game that – Unless at this point, and even when Daniel Jones comes back, it has been proven so far this year, unless the opponent is completely inept, completely inept on offense, and unless the opponent throws interceptions to the Giants or, or the Giants' defense intercepts passes and, 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 and takes the ball away, the Giants have no ability to win a game. They, their offense cannot win a game on its own. Even if the, even if the defense is just kind of like le- just an average day, the defense has to be actively involved in the Giants winning that game, like intercepting passes multiple times, multiple turnovers, and only then can the Giants even possibly compete. They did not, com- they did not come close to competing yesterday against no. that Charger team. The best news the Giants had yesterday was Saquon Barkley ran better. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's, that's about the best all you news got. They had. That's about. The best and you know what? The, the only problem with that is when he's in there or Devontae Booker's in there. Is there really any difference? No. Is there really any difference? They look no. exact. They they have almost the same. You know, one's twenty eight, one's twenty six. It almost looks like the same player, and the production is about the same as well. And just to get back to Joe Judge, you know, there was a product that they were selling, uh, it's probably 10 years ago now, and it was wall magnets, right, for your fridge. Mm-hmm. And, you would, and it was all different words on the magnets. And you would throw the magnets in a thing, and it would like almost, it was almost like poetry. Would co- this is just like random poetry. It would just be a random collection of words. That's what Joe Judge sounds like when he's talking after these games. It's just this word salad of what a coach is supposed to sound like, mm-hmm. but he's not actually saying anything. Yeah. But unfortunately, what he's saying is apparently enough to convince the ownership of the team that this is the guy that's going to lead you out of the wilderness because, make no mistake, they are in the wilderness right now. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. For me, it just seems like unless the Maras and the Tishes are saying because of the injuries offensively, we haven't had Galladay and Tony and Shepard on the field more than maybe a couple of times this season together, and Daniel Jones has been hurt, unless they're saying we have to give him more opportunities because to, to evaluate him because all the weapons that we got were not available – 
and that's why we're bringing him back. I really agree with you. I don't see what the reason is that you would bring him back, especially if you're saying bye-bye to Gettleman. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense considering, um, you know, when you got rid of um, Jerry Reese, you kept the coach, right? Yep. Uh, It doesn't make any sense to me why you would split those two up. Uh, There's nothing that Joe Judge is doing right now. I mean, even special teams yesterday. Riley Dixon, he had the 18-yard punt, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a touchback when you were punting from the 50-yard line, the fake punt. Let's not even go there. Mm-hmm. The special teams was a disaster yesterday. Graham Gano's kicking the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't see. Um, oh no, that's what it was. It was they they kept Coughlin and they fired Reese. Right, no, they right. kept Reese and they fired they Coughlin, Coughlin. Right, and then yeah. they start. You know, they go went down that road. So uh, I I don't understand why you wouldn't. And and the idea it seems like the pr- the, the prevailing thing is that well, there's no way they want to get rid of a coach, a third coach after two seasons, right? They got rid of McAdoo after two seasons. They got rid of Shermer after two seasons. I would just ask, wasn't both of those moves the right moves to get rid of them after two seasons? Mm. Does anybody think that if Ben McAdoo had been given a third season, it would have been better? No, nope. of course not. Nope. Now, now hiring both McAdoo and Shermer, um, that, that, those were the mistakes. Right. And, and, and obviously the talent pro- is, is a major problem as well. But I, I, like the idea that firing a third coach after two years is embarrassing. Have you paid attention to the games? Yeah. That's what's embarrassing. It's true. It's true. Whew. 1-800-919-3776. Chris is in Manhattan. He joins us first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Chris. Happy Monday, gentlemen. <laughs> How was your weekend? Great. I would have been better uh, if the Bills or the uh, the Bucks didn't have that touchdown. If they would have just kicked the field goal there, Chris, that would have been a much better oh. weekend for me. But that touchdown was a killer. Oh, that was a killer. Wait a minute. We need to revisit a question Larry asked um, last week. Then that means you are you trying to tell me that after the Jet game. You didn't watch the Giant game. You switched to the Buccaneers and the Oh no, I, I have no. I have the two TVs. So oh, okay. I have two oh, TVs, so ooh. I have, you know, I have the, the usually I have like the, the four uh, game sh- screen on from uh, DirecTV, and then I have either the Jets or the Giants on. Okay, real fast. If you didn't have two TVs, which, which game would you have been watching? Well, like at that point, it was in the second half. <laughs> it was in overtime, so the Giant game was long decided. Even the Giant game was still going on. I could have shut off the Giant game at halftime, uh, especially after uh-huh. that touchdown pass right ooh. before the half. Which, boy, they should be sponsoring that at this point, right? Like, shouldn't they have a sponsor for the other team scoring? I don't know what the product is, but, I mean, it's, it's like clockwork every single week. 57 well, and 0. all I'm going to say is this, you know, uh, piggybacking off of last week, <clears throat> I, I, didn't, I, I think I might have flipped to a giant game for maybe 30 seconds. Uh, I will say, the, um, and I think I tweeted it out, watching the Bills uh, and the Buccaneers, it was a whole different game. Yeah, it was a whole different level of football. And one of the things you know that I was really watching, and it probably crystallizes fans' frustration at this point uh, because some of the stuff that uh, Zach Wilson may may be getting may not actually be for him. It might be. It might be the fact that when you watch the Bills, you're like, we're supposed to be there. We're not supposed to be starting over. And, you know, it's that old thing, you know, that people have said for years that uh, 
you miss on a quarterback, it's going to set your franchise back a number of years. Um, you guys said something interesting, you know, uh, about um, some of the takes that uh, Coach Sala and others will give you, you know. And, Larry, you hit it right on the head. A lot of it is coach speak. They, you know, can they be more honest? I suppose, yeah, but to a certain extent, they're going to be throwing themselves, uh, you know, they're going to be throwing somebody, you know, either on the staff or their players underneath the bus. And I would go back to last week's Manning cast when Aqib Tlaib was on. And he said something about Bill Belichick that was was illuminating. He said, man, Bill, he's, he got three rules, basically. Be late, do your job, and don't play with the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that's we the talk Belichick about and rules. Yeah, but, but we, think about this. When we talk about honesty, I think Coach Salah is giving people a lot more than a Bill Belichick would have. Now, granted, Bill Belichick can do that because, you know, he's got pelts on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes even players, when they're telling you about, you know, I don't need to tell you who we prepared for and who we oh, I We didn't think Minshew was going to. You don't need to let that out, man. You don't need to tell the whole world that. <laughs> you keep that in-house. This way we don't have to put out. We don't, you don't have to put out those fires during the week. Getting to Zach Wilson. Larry, you're right, you're right again. Uh, and uh, I tweeted this out also. Gordon, I need you to call down to your team, and I need you to tell them to put all the pressure on this kid. <laughs> Whatever pressure that they threw at Joe, I want to see four times that. I need to see those cornerbacks sticky like fly paper because I want to see how the kid reacts. This is, you know, that game, not so much the Jacksonville game, but that game will show you some stuff too. Leading up to those last two, because we just saw Tampa Bay and Buffalo, they playing on a different level, Jack. And guess what? They're going to be playing for playoff positions, so everybody's going to be playing, and they're going to be hungry. And going into the off season, it's really going to tell you a lot about uh, not only Zach Wilson but other position groups uh, on this team. You're right, Chris. Got to run. Thanks for the Let call. it happen. And and especially Buffalo. Can you imagine last week they were playing for the top spot this week? I mean, they're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> the yeah, season they, ended I mean, today. It, yeah, I, look, they do have a very easy schedule the rest of the oh, way, but they, they lost the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know that you can you can chalk up anything right now. And, and that would have been a huge win for them. And it seemed like, you know, coming from where they were at halftime, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. getting on a roll there, they had that opportunity, right? You know, they kicked the field goal to force the overtime. They get the ball in overtime and are not able – uh, to get anything done with it, so uh, yeah, the Bills Bills have a little bit of trouble right now. So they gotta they gotta get themselves worked out. But uh, you know, getting back to Zach Wilson, I thought I saw an interesting stat, Larry. Uh, Michael Nanya, who uh, is a good Twitter follow, he writes about the Jets all the time. Big Jet fan. Mm-hmm. The worst quarterback ratings for rookie quarterbacks all time. Now it's the it's the uh, quarterback rating plus so it's on a scale of you know 100 is is league average anything below that is obviously below average Mm -hmm. only four rookie quarterbacks have had a worse quarterback rating to this point of the season than zach wilson has right now ryan leaf is number one oh deshaun kaiser is number two and then three guys two guys are tied for number three one of them hall of famer terry bradshaw Wow, uh, and the other one was Steve DeBerg, who did have a, a long, 
uh, and you know somewhat successful sure. career. Mm-hmm. Uh, not what you're looking for with the number two pick in the draft. Nope. Uh, nope. Now, uh, in Zach Wilson's defense, there are a lot of guys who were drafted in this year's draft that are on, J- Trevor Lawrence is on that list. <laughs> Four picks uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, he's number 10 on that list. Justin Fields is number nine. So he's got mm-hmm. some company from his draft class. But And there's a lot of guys, you know, a little further down who clearly turned things around in their career. But if you uh, – I'm not saying that you you have to hit the panic button just yet, but I would be, you know how like in the movies that they have the the button that you got to press. It usually has that little case on top of it, and mm-hmm, you flip up mm-hmm. the case, and then yeah. you hit the button. Yes, I would have the I would have the, the 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 case flipped up. You mean like Batman used to have in the in the yes. lair when he used to yes. push the button in the sliding door and you'd go down to the Batcave. Right, like the head of the statue, you'd move it up and then you'd hit the button. <laughs> yep. I would move the head of the statue up and I'd be able to look and see where that button is and get my uh, my finger on it because it's it's been bad. It's been a whole lot worse than I think anybody could have predicted. Would you believe that? And and think about this, if you're a Jet fan, would you believe that right now? You would kill to have Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. Well, you know, Ty Ty brought up a good point before. You know, Zach Wilson now, again, it's his rookie season. He's playing with a terrible team. But did Sam Darnold look this lost at any point? not the first year. No. 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 I don't think so. He did not. He did not. But then again, his competition wasn't what Zach Wilson had at BYU. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the. Uh, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Uh, maybe it just came. They, they gave this kid the keys to the the car. Too and, quick. Yep. He wasn't ready. wrapped it around a tree. And uh, he's still driving. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to pull it away from that tree. It's turned over in a ditch, and he's just like rocking it back and forth. Come on, we can get this back up here. Got the dolphins this week. Here. We got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast. On 98.7 ESPN. Reach us via Twitter at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. And of course, you know the phone number. Gordon, I don't know what it is, and maybe you can help me out. It happened again tonight in the Rams 30 23 win over Arizona. Another onside kick that was recovered by the team that kicked it. It's like three in the past couple of weeks. And I believe up until this week, there would not there had not been one that had been recovered in the entire league this season. And yet you get three in one weekend. Very, very strange. It really is. It, it, it really is. I'm, I'm, I'm lost as to why it happened. But this was an interesting game tonight. And I was listening to Steve Young on the K-Show earlier today. And there was a thought, and they were discussing it. Do you look at the Cardinals and how they play tonight as, all right, are they really a 10 and 3 team? Are they really one of the, are they really a team that has the best record in the National Football League? Or do they match up to that level? And I thought they, the two turnovers, listen, when you play a top team like the Rams, turnovers kill you anyway. You have to, it's tough to overcome them. And then all the penalties because they recovered the onside kick and were driving. I mean, on that first play, what, Murray picked up, it had to be about 30 yards. It just seemed like he was running forever. And then you had a holding penalty, and then you had a false start, and then he got sacked, and then the game was over. But it's strange. They just don't play well at home. They're not, what, 3-3 three and three at home and 7-0 and oh on the road? 
Yeah, uh, look, I, I think a lot of people, maybe not tonight, uh, but throughout the season have not really believed in Arizona. Um, and tonight's performance, obviously, is not going to really change anybody's mind because I, it didn't really seem like they had a whole lot of um, answers for the Rams tonight. Um, so, uh, look, they're still right in the thick of it. But, if you, you know, if you ask me right now or you ask anybody right now, right, you got 10 bucks to throw on it. And it's the Buccaneers, it's the Packers, or it's the Cardinals. Who do you think is the best yeah. chance to come out of the NFC? Mm-hmm. I, Any I, of the above, right? <laughs> except I, the Cardinals. Yeah, except the Cardinals. Right? Yeah, I could see the Packers. I could see the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, and I'll make this prediction right now, Larry. Mm-hmm. If the Super Bowl turns out to be Buccaneers Patriots, I'm taking off. I'm, I'm leaving town. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm going off the grid. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the mountains. I'm going where there's no internet, no phone, no cell, ser- nothing. I got to get it. I, I will not be able to take two weeks of that. You don't want to talk about the hype of who's Oh, my or... God. Could you imagine how overdone to death that will be? Ugh. And you yeah. know it'll be a boring game, too, right? Yeah, like, it'll, it'll be... just be a boring game. 7-3. Who, 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 if, whoever wins this one, if, what does it mean for their legacy? Oh, my God. What does it mean for their legacy? Oh, shut up about their legacy. Their legacies are safe. You realize Tom Brady's touchdown the other day, uh, yesterday? That's his 700th touchdown. Unbelievable. I heard that. And I thought they were joking. The 700th touchdown that he has thrown in his NFL. That's out. It sounds like something you make up. Like, it's not, oh, this guy's so great. He's thrown a billion touchdowns. No, he's yeah. actually thrown a billion touchdowns. Oh, my, 700, 700 touchdowns. And still going. And he's going to be the MVP. He's yeah. almost certainly going to be the MVP. And listen, could come back next year and still play. Why not? <laughs> Why, I mean, right? You can, it's like the, the Patriots where they don't throw any passes in that game against the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if it keeps working, why wouldn't you just stick with it, right? And yeah. he's, he's still working, and it's still, why, would he, why wouldn't you stick with it? It's true. It's true. He he's he's phenomenal. He really is. And the other thing is, going back to tonight's game, I got to give AJ Green credit. He's still good. He still makes plays. I thought he, you know, age and injuries and stuff like that. He still he still is really a very very talented wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, look, they got weapons, and and the quarterback Kyler Murray is uh, he is fascinating to watch. Uh, the way he can you know elude pressure at times and and find a way out of there, and then make these amazing. Th- he had that one throw that it looked like he was going out of bounds, and he just chucked it down. I think it was to AJ Green, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a big game there. Uh, I just worry about him staying healthy. I mean, yeah. that's kind of been the whole thing about him. He 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 looks like an MVP early on in the season. And then you miss him for a month, but it just shows you how good the Cardinals are overall. That they, they he went out and what did they go two and one, three and mm-hmm. one? I'm not sure what yeah. it was, but they you know yeah. they they won a couple they of games on. even without him. So um, look, they'll be there. I think at this point, you know, you take a look at the way the playoff picture looks right now. It's about who's going to play the best from this point forward. Right. This Whatever is the time. team, yeah, this is the time to come and uh, and and get it done. And uh, whoever that is is going to probably go deep into the Super Bowl here. And I realize that this is the NFL. It's all about points. It's all about scoring. But as you well know, this is when, quoting Damian Woody, if you can pack your running game and your defense, your physical defense and take it on the road, you can end up in the Super Bowl. No quite. I mean, look, it, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's completely wide open, but there's no team that you would say is the prohibitive favorite right now. Nope. That you would say, oh, they're they're you know, there's not that one team this year. Like the Patriots have the best record in the AFC, 
but would it shock you if it's, you know, the Chiefs all of a sudden, you know, no. can get it done again or um or, or maybe, you know, maybe even the Chargers or you know, I mean like there's it, it still seems kind of wide open and the Bills do still play the Patriots one more time and and could get some some payback there. So, uh I do think that it's kind of still wide open. Uh and uh it's about how you play from this point forward, not how what you've done so far. And that is why I think it's so frustrating to watch local football. Oh. Because you look at all the other you look at so many other teams who get injured, who have injuries who don't have go through streaks where they don't play well, but they don't stay there. They find a way to get a lucky win or do something and, and a big play. Somebody will make a play or something, and then you get on the little streak, and they improve. People, Other teams have injuries. Other teams have, have bad things happen to them, but they rebound. They recover. These, the Jets and Giants don't, don't seem to do that. They haven't done that in the past five, six, seven years. Well, the Jets have the longest drought in the NFL, uh, postseason drought, 11 years. And, and it's, it's not I, – I, I think I'm safe to say it's not just next year, right? Like, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. goes into next year saying, oh, the Jets are going to be a playoff team. So, and then you kind of – like, when you watch a game like tonight, I always think about my own team. Jet fans should be thinking about this. Giant fans should be thinking about it. How, how long are we going to be until we get to be that good? Yeah. Like, we can't even be, like, mediocre good. How long is it going to be until we're that good again? We can't, do, we can't put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And I've said this before, the, the Jets, it's been over 50 years since they've been to a Super Bowl. It feels like they've never been further away. Mm-hmm. They're 3-10. and 10. Yeah. <sighs> Rough. Yeah. It is. It is. It really is. At least the Giants can say they won the Super Bowl recently. But that's a long time. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's a long time ago and, 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 and it's dog years since then, right? Like, I yeah. mean, since that Super Bowl, it feels like it's just been one thing after another. And uh, it doesn't really feel like they're close to turning the corner. Now, I know that John Mara probably thinks that because it seems like the reports are that he loves Joe Judge and, and that's the way he's going to stick with him because he, he, he looks at him as a, as a Bill Parcells or a Bill Belichick. Well, it seems like the giant ownership – groomed Ben McAdoo to be the head coach, right? They brought him here as the offensive coordinator. So whenever Tom Coughlin would leave, it would be Ben McAdoo. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. Didn't conduct a real GM search last time they had a chance because they knew Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman was going to be the guy to turn things around. That didn't work. So it makes you wonder. It does kind of make you question the, the um, decision-making of the giant ownership because at this point, I don't think they can be trusted. I agree. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Rose for Grimes, deep left wing three, knocks down another one. Quinn Grimes, it's a garden party on the Sunday afternoon. He's got 25, Nick's down 11. Grimes time. Easy Ed Cohen and the coach. Brendan Brown with the call yesterday on 98.7 ESPN. One of the very few highlights of yesterday's Nick loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Hardesty and Damer until Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. And here's the interesting question now. Does Grimes play his ability to score and hit the three, which is why they drafted him? Will Tom Thibodeau have to make some adjustments to his I really don't like to play rookie thought process that he's had during his coaching career? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it kind of depends on just how bad it gets, right? Like at some point you have to look for options. And I think the 
the, the COVID stuff obviously forced his hand, but is mm-hmm. that the type of thing where, I mean, he would have to kind of, I'm not going to say he's going to do that again, but he has to really play well to kind of force his hand. I mean, look how well Obi's played. Yeah. And it sure. hasn't really forced his hand. So I'd like to think so. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, though, I think that the best chance for that to happen is is if it just kind of keeps going the way it is in terms of the losses and, and not playing well. At some point, you got to try something different. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you. I mean, since their win over the Lakers, what are they two and seven in those nine games? It, well, it's it's, it's scary it's worse how bad than that. they've been. It's worse than that, Larry. Today, I saw trending on Twitter, Knicks. Ben Simmons we've gotten to the portion of the season where we are now cooking up trade proposals for Ben Simmons yeah because we don't think anybody will take we don't think we have anything to give for Damian Lillard no that that's not we we realize that that's not that's not going to uh that's not going to happen but I mean could you imagine the Knicks trading future I mean it would never it would still never happen Sixers are not going to trade him to to the Knicks but Mm -mm. um but the Knicks, pat- could you imagine, like, let's just say a, a deal that they'd have to, like, R.J. Barrett and two number ones. Yeah. For ben- could you imagine if they made that? Oh, my God. And, and Ben Simmons thinks Philly's tough. Yeah. The back yeah. page of the post today was Loserville. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't wrong. Right. They weren't wrong. No. They weren't wrong. Oh, my goodness. But I tell you, if, if it wasn't for uh, the, the, the New York uh, soccer club, we, we yeah. would be it, it's been a long drought my friend since yeah. we've had any type of championships the thank only, goodness for them the only bad thing about that was i was not aware of that fact until the game was over <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't well, even enjoy it yeah. right couldn't, couldn't even enjoy, enjoy it right they just told me after it was on. Like, oh geez i wish i would have i could have been spending my time doing this a lot but you know a lot better use of my time yeah, no doubt about that. But I'm I'm just really curious as to what they do. I mean, I was I was watching uh, Ian Begley, you know, who used to work with us at ESPN. is now covering uh, basketball insider for SNY, and he was talking about how you know Julius Randle plays better when he's not trying to do all the points and everything. He's trying to get other people involved, and for the most part, I agree with Ian, with the exception of yesterday when you have so many people out. You oh, needed to give more yeah. than, than eight points. You're, I need you to be the guy that's going to be the scorer. And then after you, you start and other people get going, then you can take your step back. But he just is he just has not made the adjustment. It's almost like he's still playing in his mind against the Atlanta Hawks in the postseason. And listen, uh, it's not going to get better because you've got Golden State here with Steph Curry just – maybe a, a jump shot or two away from having the all-time record for threes. And after that, you've got at Houston, which which had lost, what, 13 in a row, and now is playing much better. At Boston, Detroit, eh, Washington, and then Christmas Day against Atlanta at the Garden. Uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. look, the way the Knicks are playing, it's about them, right? I mean, like, forget about even Golden State, but, the, I mean, they almost lost the Rockets at home. Yeah, I know. Right. And that was when the Rockets weren't playing all that well. Yeah. So, and that was before they went on that win streak. So, it's really about the Knicks trying to figure out who they are. And and there's no real team, maybe Detroit, but other I mean, there's no real team that I feel confident about beating with the way the Knicks are, are going about things. Now, look, I've said this before, every time last year it felt like, oh boy, the roof is going to cave in 
they figured out a way. They found a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel like that right now because of the record and the fact that Golden State's up next. But they gotta, I mean, they gotta find a way. They gotta figure out a way out of this because um, it's not going to get any easier. And at twelve and fifteen, it does kind of feel like with the COVID stuff, with just the the the, the talent of the roster and how they're playing, it does kind of feel like the season's teetering here a little bit. And it's they just don't have the same fight that they had last year. They seem to have a glass chin almost. You know that that you you button. You know, they're always down by twenty. And then it's, oh, we're down by 20. Hey, let's see if we can come back and do something. And then they come back and they'll make it close. Maybe you get to nine or eight, and then they'll just fall apart again. And it's it's turnovers. It's no communication on defense. It's no scoring. It's no consistent scoring. It's just, it's it's they're just not playing well. They're just not. And, I you know, other than blowing this up, which I don't think you want to do because I think you have some – pieces here that you can you know work with I just don't know what they're going to do because I and I'm afraid that they might push that panic button and then do what they haven't done over the past couple of years and trade some draft choices for you know a guy that you really if you had patience you wouldn't go for right now yeah they have to resist that urge uh, especially after the offseason that they had trying to supplement the talent that that is not the way to go down you are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN.